Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Is it, uh, is it Saturday yet? Is Saturday like 8.15? I mean, that's all I could really think about. Is there anything else? And we'll get into the Jets stuff with their mess. I mean, we knew the Jets screwed up when they fired LaFleur. What do you think? They're going to be able to find some offensive coordinator that's worth anything now? Bevel, of course, turns them down. Ooh, I got the answer. Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, that's going to get Jet fans excited. But, and, and you know, the Knicks suck. I don't know, even though, excuse me, the Knicks don't suck, but they're not any good. They're, they're terrible at home. I can't get into them at this particular point. Uh, you know, Brunson, whatever, but I can't get into the Knicks to start the show with them. And we'll get into the Mets and their DH situation as we go along with the show with uh, Tommy Pham and all You know, all that that brings. I actually like the Pham move. I just don't like the Vogelback move, keeping Daniel Vogelback in the DH spot. And basically, now the Mets lineup is set, and it's not good enough. But... I mean, you got to continue talking about the Giants here. This is what it's all about. We don't know if the run is going to end on Saturday night. And while the Giants are front and center, I mean, we got to continue to talk about it. And what a remarkable story it has been for this team that now, you know, instead of being the remarkable story, the little engine that could, well, now they're here. This is it. And... There is, you know, I was talking to, uh, I was actually doing an interview today for something about uh, previewing that game. And, you know, they were asking about, well, what do you think about Jalen Hurts? And I thought it was an interesting question because, look, I don't know what's up with Jalen Hurts, right? Does anybody really know what's going on with Jalen Hurts? I don't know if the Eagles are letting that information out there. Do we know, you know, is he 100%, whatever. But the feel is that Hurts, just the gut feel based on everything that we've seen and, and heard about, He's, he's not going to be 100%. And Wink Martindale could say, well, I expect him to be 100%. He's not on the injury or whatever. But I don't get the feel that Hurts is going to be 100%. And we won't truly know until game time. But the feeling that I have is that it makes me feel a little bit better about potentially picking the Giants to win that game. Not saying I'm there yet. I still don't have any idea which way I'm going to go. Right now, I would lean... Eagles still to win the game, but I would not bet against the Giants the way that I did last week. Wouldn't do that with with Dable and the way that Daniel Jones played because the Giants, they're rolling. And to me, you know, when you look at Jalen Hurts and the possibility of him not being 100% and it at least being a question mark and a talking point, that is there. That's a real thing. That favors the Giants. The fact that the Giants, I think, have the head coaching advantage with Brian Dable over Sirianni. I mean, I've never liked that doof Sirianni. He's done a nice job, and this year they were the best team in the NFC, obviously, but I still favor Brian Dable even in year one for him. So that would be a check in favor of the Giants. And then you think about it, where the Giants have played their best football the last two games 
that mattered for them. Throw out Week 18, and it's funny how people keep referencing, oh, well, the Eagles beat them twice. Yeah, but one of the games the Giants weren't even really trying. They didn't play any of their starters. So it's really only one time that they faced each other that mattered. I didn't even watch that game. Come on, it's Week 18. You think I'm watching a meaningless football game? You got other stuff going on. Giants aren't playing their starters. They're showing you they, they don't care. Why should I care? So that game doesn't mean anything. And really, neither game means anything at this point. As I was saying yesterday, anything that happened prior to really the postseason, but even prior to the Colts game for the Giants is relevant as well. Some big wins in there, some poor performances in there. It doesn't matter if they're hot right now. They are rolling. They are hot at the right time. Their best two games have been their last two games, meaning the Colts game and, of course, the Vikings game. And not just them as a team, who, by the way, they're also getting healthier, right? This is the healthiest the Giants have been, specifically with their defense. So it feels like everything's coming together for the Giants at the right time. But maybe the most important is Daniel Jones, where you've never seen. We've watched Daniel Jones for four years. That's a long time, four years. And he's never looked better than he has in the last two games that have meant something for this team. Week 17 and now the wild card round. So all those things to me make me feel good about the Giants going into this playoff game. Plus... You know, the narrative, if you were trying to go against the Giants, and this didn't bother me last week, but one of the narratives was, oh, well, you know, young team, postseason, lack of experience. Dable shot that down right away. But there is a human element to it that the Giants had to deal with to a point where Saquon Barkley is asking Michael Strahan, hey, what is it like in the postseason? Is it different? And now they know. No, Saquon Barkley now got a taste of it. And I'll tell you something else. All the talk has been about Daniel Jones, and rightfully so. And even Hodgins got a ton of love, right? The defense, Dable, whatever. No, defense guys coming back, and Adoree Jackson and and Wink shutting down Justin Jefferson, all that. I think Saquon Barkley is getting overlooked here. And they may not have needed him as much in Minnesota. And Daniel Jones was great running the football in the first half himself. They're going to need a big performance from Saquon Barkley. And I'm not going to doubt that they could get it. He looks right now like a man possessed. Saquon Barkley, if you go back and watch the games from a year ago, where I would joke around saying Saquon Barkley would be better off on Dancing with the Stars than he is in the NFL. He's dancing behind a line of scrimmage. Hit the hole. Let's go. And I know he's coming back from injury, but he just looked like a shell of his former self. Saquon Barkley, too, is playing excellent football right now. I don't know if I'd say the best because obviously he had a great rookie year, but Saquon Barkley looks like a beast right now, unstoppable. And maybe where the focus from Philadelphia, and I get that Philadelphia's defense is not Minnesota's. I've heard that. I also don't like that narrative that, oh, well, the Giants only did it against the Colts and the Vikings. No, forget about what the other team, we know what the other teams are. We know the Colts were crap. It was still an impressive performance from the Giants and Daniel Jones. We know the Vikings aren't very good defensively. Still an impressive performance from Daniel Jones and the Giants offense. But you look at what Saquon Barkley could do and what he'll need to do, that's there. That potential is there. Daniel Jones playing his best as well. I mean, that is a 
And you could throw in Hodges you want. I mean, you talk about now adding a potential weapon through the air as he has become one. Daniel Jones helped him. Obviously, he's developed here nicely. But you look at what the Giants' strengths are. They're, it feels like they're refreshed. It feels like they're healthy. It feels like they're playing. They've upped their level for the postseason. And I don't think it should be overlooked what Barkley can do in this game. He's got the ability to take over. Right, Philadelphia's defense significantly better than Minnesota, or obviously the Colts. But I trust Brian Dable and the Giants coaching staff to come up with the proper game plan, if that means more Saquon, whether it's the first half, you know, let's say less runs, less design runs from Jones. And I did tell you that in that wild card game, the thing that impressed me most was the fact that you know, Daniel Jones was effective with his legs, not just on the designed runs or the RPO, but the broken down pass play. That is something that is, I mean, invaluable. It's the most dangerous a running quarterback can be. You want somebody who could sit back there, survey the field, nothing's there, tuck it and run. Hard for the defense to game plan for that. And then they come up and spy you. That means there might be somebody else open. So you look at the way that teams are going to have to game plan for Daniel Jones, who is a dual threat quarterback. It's not just about the design runs. It's about the broken down pass plays as well. But he ran the ball, I mean, effectively, obviously, in the first half. But I thought a little bit too much. I think there's got to be a better balance for the Giants going into Philadelphia on Saturday night where you're going to need to see a nice heavy dose of Saquon Barkley. Pound it against that Eagles run defense. And I believe they will. You know, look, Dable knows a lot more than we know. And I trust that he's going to come up with the proper game plan to attack Philadelphia. And I would anticipate being a little bit less design runs for Daniel Jones. And see if you can get Barkley going early on. And then off of that, obviously, open things up in the passing game for Daniel Jones. And if the... You know, nothing is there through the air, tuck it, and run with it like you did so effectively. But right now, I know logically you have to factor in the entire season. You factor in the expectations as well. And with that, and I, I've said it, I do this myself. Oh, I said it last week. Oh, I can't really see this Giants team making it to the division around. Can you imagine this Giants team with zero expectations coming into the year? making it to the divisional round in the NFC. They're really going to be one of the final four teams. Really? Please, come on. That's not going to happen. And the Giants have beaten the Minnesota Vikings. And it did happen. So I don't want to get caught up in that same mentality where can I really see the Giants in the NFC championship game this year? The answer to that is no, I cannot. However, if I take out the big picture, the preseason, the expectations, some of the struggles that we saw throughout the course of the regular season and just go based off of what has been the last couple of weeks or the last game, you know, the last two games that they've tried in, they've looked like a different team. That Colts game, they looked like a different team. Giants haven't squashed anybody all year. We expected them to go out there and handle the Colts. We needed to see them go out there and handle the Colts, and they did. They squashed them. Biggest game of the year, they stomped them. Same thing with the wild card game. They went into Minnesota and they did it. Put together a total team effort, a complete effort. I mean, obviously the defense gave up more points than you like, but still, good enough to win, shut down Justin Jefferson. They did plenty. 
making big tackles when they had to, big plays when they had to. The offense clearly carried them, but the offense was the part that I wasn't sure was going to be up to match their defense in that game. But it did. So everything right now is clicking for this team. Win or lose, this is how you want it going in if you're the Giants. You could not be in a better spot going into this game Saturday night. Get that first playoff game now under your belt. The experience, Dable, Jones, Barkley, defense healthy. Familiar opponent and a familiar opponent that has their MVP not quite 100%. And only time will tell. We will see what happens with Jalen Hurts on the field on Saturday night. I would expect he's going to be you know, ready to go, obviously. I expect he's going to be dangerous and good, but is he 100%? And how close is he from, you know, potentially, we talked about if he gets hit the wrong way. I know Hurts himself said he's got the um, bounty on him. I don't think that's the case. Giants aren't going out there trying to hurt him. But, you know, I mean, you never know what could happen. Point is, Giants have a shot. You've got to be, if you're a Giant fan this week, really leading up to the wild card game, during the wild card game, after the wild card game, this is what dreams are made of. This week is all about Big Blue. Eight, seven, seven, and what they could do here, trying to get to the NFC Championship. Can you imagine? I can't even. Can you imagine coming on next week talking about the Giants in the NFC Championship game this year out of nowhere? That would be more shocking to me than either of their two Super Bowl runs in 2007 and 2011, which I always refer to as two of the more incredible runs in the history of the sport. Twice they did it. Unlikely. Super Bowl runs. Twice. This, to me, making the... Forget about winning. Getting to the NFC Championship game would be even more shocking than that. 877-337-66. 66, whatever's on your mind on this Thursday morning. It is Thursday, right? Uh, yes, it is Thursday morning. Have to check. I'm all over the place with the days, uh, as you know, you know, coming and going, daytime schedule, nighttime schedule, overnight, whatever. But it is, in fact, Thursday as we get closer and closer to that marquee matchup Saturday night. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.